yeah, questions or comments. So the floor is open. Question. Yeah. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, simultaneity. Uh, it is something I have been personally very interested in. And if anybody would like to pursue that, I would be interested in it. Thank you. Which, which one of us was guilty of mentioning <laughs> simultaneity? <laughs> This, this would be one for you, Kieran. Thank you. It's not just the body that goes. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, sometimes I forget to remember. So if any of you have any tips about that, I would be pleased to hear them. To remember what you thought. Sticky notes. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> I would take a, a breathing practice, this is what I do, and I just do it as much as I can. And um, what I do is I breathe in the left nostril and out the right, and in the right, and out the left, and in both and out both. It's a modified version of Kasab, and I do it a lot. Um, but it doesn't have to be that complicated, I just like that practice. But if you put something on the breath, eventually it becomes habitual, and it's easier to remember. And, and uh, sticky notes are a good idea. <laughs> you talk about taking care of our physical bodies as we get older and whatnot, and everybody talks about nothing, and how everything is coming out of nothing, and everything's okay the way it is, and yet we talk about taking care of our physical bodies. What about taking care of the physical birth that basically supports and gives life to our bodies? But it seems like we're pretty much wiping that out right now, but it's all okay because it's all energy and it doesn't really matter. But still it gives life to our bodies and supports it. Um, yeah, well, of course there's a problem. But I, I don't think the earth is being destroyed by the illuminated souls. Uh, I think that problem comes from the people who are unconscious. I think I disagree though, because we all drive around to all our events, we fly around the world, we go to the grocery store, we use plastic bags and landfill, all this stuff, and all of these things that we do have a cumulative effect on the environment, wildlife, earth, air, water, and basically what I consider to be the biggest holy book that they're all kind of trying to get to is this nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite true. That's very beautifully put. Yeah. You know, our culture is pretty separate, separated from the earth. You know, we're very much up in the mind. Um, and so the more inner dialogue that I have with the earth, and she becomes a very real being to me, the more I am aware and conscious 
of what I'm doing minute by minute in relationship to her. Um, that cutoff, that it's mind-body cutoff, it's being earth cutoff, it's, it's a huge uh, symptom of our culture that's so embedded in objectivity and materialism. Um, so from an energetic spiritual perspective, the more that I work with Mother Earth, the more real she becomes and the more I treat her with respect on a physical plane. Uh, I agree with you. It's, she's a being not to be objectified and dismissed and ignored. I think the um, answer is the same answer as, as the question before. How do we remember? And I don't have the answer. But I think that's the right question. And as we try, we learn. I would promise, actually. Um, I think that it's a part of the work, if we call it that, to cultivate, not to cultivate, to recognize that a sensitivity takes place, and that sensitivity is kind of an ecology of spirit. And by that slightly grandiose phrase, I mean it excludes nothing. So if you want to see how you're doing, that's one way. How inclusive is your sensitivity of everything. But you can't separate Earth and say, Earth is suffering, humans are bad. You take care. One of my favorite sayings, I, I, I didn't make it up, but I would if I could, is charity begins at home. I think it's one of the most profound statements or ideas. Look after what's right here. And then that, that ecology of caring will, will help everyone to look after what's right here. Beyond that, forgive me, it's a little bit of a power trip to say we're going to rescue something or we're going to save the planet. I mean, who knows? The, you know, the Iceland volcano. Is that a way of generating atmospheric cooling to take care of global warming? I, I don't know. But, you know, we don't know as much as we think we do. comment that I think there is awareness and there always has been amongst the Sufi involvement that I've had. I mean, even the kind of food that we're eating here and the quality of the place here and of the housing. It, it isn't the same as going to every meeting I've ever gone to, you know, at the Ramada or the Hyatt or the whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you may be saying something low.
lovely for us, but I think most people are missing what you're saying. So I guess I was just saying that I've been involved with the Sufi order for many years and there is a different um, quality to where things are held and how they're held and the consciousness in which they're held and I think that does matter and uh, not everything I go to or attend uh, of the things I need to be involved with have this quality and I always feel phenomenally nourished when I'm in a place like this with this kind of food with this kind of consciousness and it isn't present in everything that I am involved with because it isn't the focal point of everything that I am involved with on the material plane so I think you know though there's the fr I share the frustration of and the sadness of and the worry uh, the concern um, you know I think a little credit where it's due in the sense that they're making effort toward those awarenesses does matter and it does count we make on the earth because the fact that we're here we, we end up leaving a footprint. Um, I like one of the words of Mer or Rumi that talks about everywhere you go, um, everywhere you walk, I gaze at the pressed down dirt, you know, and I, um, our children are often our best teachers. Um, one day I was driving my youngest son to school and I had just finished a long meditation and had a new suit and I was feeling good about life. And uh, as I'm driving into school, there was a truck in front of us and it was polluting, spewing out a lot of dirt. And so I turned to my son and I said, and, uh, you know, sweetly, that guy should be arrested. <laughs> and, uh, he looked at me, he was only about eight at that time. So he looks at me and he said, he's just a poor guy trying to earn a living. <laughs> so I said, well, yeah, yeah, I stuttered a little bit. I said, well, well, yeah, I didn't mean him. I meant the, you know, the guy who, who owns the truck. And he's like, well, you know, that's an excuse you all make. Don't you create, you know, some harm in the world too? You build buildings and occasionally you cut down a building. So, you know, so I said, well, you're saying I'm a hypocrite. He said, well, maybe. I said, well, what about all the environmentalists who, you know, drive cars, maybe they have a hybrid, but they're still driving cars, polluting. So he's like, well, you know, maybe they're doing more good than harm, Dad. So I'm sitting there, I'm getting a little puzzled. And just as we, just as we arrive at school and I'm opening the, he's opening the door to get out. I said, well, son, I guess that means I should quit my job and not earn a living, and then just remember though, the next time you want me to buy you a Sega Genesis, then I'll have to say I can't do it. And so he looks, he opens the door, he looks at me, and his parting shot is, well, you know, Dad, you always tell me you love me, and if you loved me, you could sell your car and buy me one. <laughs> If I could just have one minute, Shabda, I'm, I have to leave a little earlier than I had planned. My, my wife is ill. But I just want to uh, say thank you all for such deep love and light in your eyes and, and open hearts and open breath.
I really enjoyed this. Thank you.